Um, Heavenly Father, I pray at this time that your living word would go forth uh, and that it would accomplish the work for which you purpose it, uh, bringing forth new life in us. And this we ask in the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. This evening, I invite you uh, along with me to spend a few minutes reflecting on uh, some of what Paul has to say in the second letter which he wrote um, to the church in Corinth and um, words which are uh, very applicable to, to you and to me. The, the people of Corinth were um, particularly um, worldly people uh, experiencing the same things that we experience, uh, the same um, challenges and the same uh, temptations uh, across the board. And Paul speaks of one of the um, things that's, that's an essential focus of the gospel, one of the essential things which is offered um, to you and to me, one of the primary things which he shares um, throughout his ministry, and that is the opportunity to become a new creation. Uh, I had, uh, uh, back in the day, one of my buddies from the soccer team at the Citadel uh, was fellow, uh, Craig Stevens, and uh, like myself, for many years afterward, Craig lived in, in Charleston and uh, sort of still in the old town and so forth and so on. And one day I'd actually uh, moved away. It was when I was living here in Birmingham and, uh, and Craig and I were on the phone catching up. And he, and he said, well, Craig, he said, I, I ran into coach. And I'm like, uh, really, really, how, how is coach? He said, I, he said, I, he said, I really, this, this pains me to say um, but he said he's turned into a really nice guy. Um, and he was um, uh, uh, Bill Barfield, um, good old coach. He, looking back, I could see the man was miserable. Um, he was just, he was, you know, we, we arrived there on campus and you think, okay, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking for a pal here. But one of the things he said, he said, I'm not your coach, I'm not your buddy. Or he said, I'm not your friend, I'm not your pal, I'm not your buddy, I'm your coach. Um, and that was, you know, welcome to the Citadel. Um, that was, you know, glad... Glad you're on the team. And, and so it was just not, you know, I don't look back. We were saying, God, I really can't wait to graduate so I can hang out with Coach. Um, it was just sort of one of those guys. And he was miserable. Later on, it turns out he, um, um, unfortunately, after we were gone, he ended up doing a career change. Uh, he finished up his doctor work in physiology and went and, and taught. And, and uh, I'm guessing that he hated coaching um, is, is my guess. But anyway, what I, what I share with you is, you know, Craig said, you know, he said he, he couldn't believe it. He was um, he was a new guy um, than the guy that that we remembered. Uh, uh, a distinct and profound change um, had come about in his life. And and Paul invites us to hear the message of the gospel, the opportunity for you and for me to become a new creation. And, and Paul um, knew about the reality of this cognitively, but he also had experienced it personally, had he not for for years um, Paul um, was a Jew of Jews, uh, a perfect um, pedigree and zealously building up his resume, zealously um, he was striving the entirety of his life to, to sort of accomplish the goal of being a holy person, to accomplish the goal uh, of being a worthy person, striving um, to please God, striving to have the approval um, of other people, striving, um, striving, striving. And he had built up really a, a quite fabulous resume. He had all the all the various checks necessary. He had the social um, criteria. He was born into the right tribe and into the right um, type of family. He had the right um, education. He had the right 
um, religious pedigree. He had all the, all the, all the various checks. And of course, uh, as you know, one day um, God appears to him uh, and he has um, thankfully, wonderfully um, knocked from his high horse uh, and he is um, converted and his world um, is turned uh, is turned on in. And, you know, I think one of the things as we hear this message about becoming a new creation, in some ways it's it's very inviting to us, but in some ways perhaps is it a little, uh, are we a little tentative about it as well? Uh, and the reality is, is because why? Because we're talking about becoming a new creation. <laughs> if that means we're becoming a new creation, that might mean change. Um, that might mean um, our status quo um, might be upset. That, that might require um, not only yes and blessing, but about, it might require some change. It might require um, some difference um, in our lives as well. Uh, but one of the things that the gospel um, tells us, one of the things that the entirety of the Christian witness tells us is the necessity of what Paul um, is talking about here. And some portions of the scripture we hear, hear called the necessity to be born again. And, and we hear here the talk of the necessity um, to become a new creation. And one of the first things that goes out to you and to me is that in and of ourselves, um, no, we're not sufficient. Um, we're not sufficient to save um, ourselves. We're not sufficient in and of ourselves uh, and in our striving and in trying to build up um, our resume so that people um, will love us, so that people um, will approve of us, so that God will love us and so that God um, will like us. We're, we're not going to get there um, on our own in our human striving. There is the necessity um, to be born again. There's the necessity from someone outside of ourselves um, to reach into our lives and to bring forth this new creation. Uh, it's not something that we can accomplish on our own. We hear that message first and foremost, but we also hear the good news that it has been accomplished um, for you and for me. Uh, and it has been accomplished for us. And Paul shares the word amazingly. It's been accomplished for us in Jesus, um, that through his coming forth into the world, through his death and his resurrection, through his cross, um, he has defeated the power of sin and death. He has extended to us, yes, the forgiveness of God. He's extended to us restoration in our relationship, but he's also extended to us power, um, power in our lives that we might become a new creation. That power um, is God's power working through us. It's not us working, but it's uh, leaning upon, trusting in, um, finding our joy in the power of God. I, I laughed years ago. Um, uh, I heard a fella preach on, he was preaching from, I'm sorry, this, I, he was preaching on Paul and um, talking about Paul, verse, you know, listing all of his accomplishments, you know, the tribe of Benjamin and circumcised on this day and, you know, da, 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 but, but, you know, now uh, that knowing Christ, I consider all these things rubbish. Well, I'm laughing as he spent about 10 minutes telling us about all of his accomplishments and then about 30 seconds, but I consider those rubbish. I'm like, what? Well, clearly. Um, but um, there is an opportunity given to you and to me um, to experience real freedom. By experiencing the love of God made available to us in Jesus and, and quitting um, trying to build up our resume and quitting trying to be perfect and quitting trying to um, earn the love um, of other people and, and quitting trying to, to measure up and put on all sorts of facades and present our ways, ourselves in ways that we think are sort of the, the right ways to present ourselves through whatever particular facade uh, and mask uh, and act. There's an opportunity to come to Jesus who first seeks us and to be made um, a new creation. I want to share with you a quote. Um, there's a book, Peace Like a River, and uh, Leif Inger is the name of the author. It's a, it's a great book, and I won't, I won't do a, a spoiler here and tell you everything um, about the book, but it's, 
it's, it's a fascinating, it's, it's fiction, but it's just soaked um, in the gospel throughout the entirety of it. Well, there, there are two brothers uh, and a sister. There's Davy, Davy um, Reuben Land, Land is their last name, Davy, Reuben, um, and Swede, and their, and their father is, is Jeremiah. Well, um, one of the things throughout the book, one of the things that uh, Davy, the older brother, uh, what is both a bane and a blessing is that he's a very confident individual. Uh, and he's a very skillful um, individual. He's kind of a, you know, take charge and get things done and able to sort of do things on his own. Uh, but the challenge in that for him is while the rest of the family, uh, and certainly not just in times of need, but at all times, turns to God and finds their, their hope and their strength in him, Davy's one who wrestles, uh, he's one who inevitably wrestles with that. Uh, he's an individual who wants to do it um, on his own. One of the tremendous blessings uh, in its own peculiar way that Reuben experiences he has severe asthma um, throughout uh, the entirety uh, of his life and and while he certainly um, wouldn't have asked for that one of the things that it gives them is his recognition that he's that he's weak um, that he's not sufficient of himself and there's a portion um, in the book when he is um, everything has come undone um, for him he's 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 a young boy uh, and yet everything has come undone for him. And he says this. Um, he's the voice uh, throughout the novel. One thing I wasn't waiting for was a miracle. I don't like to admit it. Shouldn't that be the last thing you release? The hope that the Lord God, touched in his heart by your particular impasse among all others, will reach down and do that work none else can accomplish. Straighten the twist Clear the oozing sore, open the lungs. Who knew better than I than such that such holy stuff occurs? Who had more reason to hope? And yet, regarding my own wasted passages, it seemed a prospect uh, I could no longer admit. Now, he experiences what in, in human nature he's 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 struggling. He's uh, he's he's at at the end of his uh, at the end of his rope. He's he's pretty much thrown in the towel, and then. God miraculously, when he quits striving, um, God miraculously um, reaches into um, his life uh, and and amazing things happen. And and I share that with you because we hear Paul speaking of um, regarding no one any longer from a human um, point of view, of hearing the message that you and I uh, have been given the opportunity to be a new creation, to live for a greater purpose than just our own selves and the pursuit uh, of building up our own credentials or resumes or, or whatever um, it might be. We've given the opportunity to be a part of something so much bigger. We've given the opportunity to have so much more. What I would like to share with you is this. That message we hear, um, the gift of God to you and to me to become a new creation, what we hear in that is this, what he expresses here, is that the Lord God, touched in his heart by our particular impasse among all others, has reached down into our lives to do the work that no one else can accomplish to do the work that we cannot accomplish. Uh, I pray you'll hear um, this evening the message of the gospel um, of um, Almighty God who knows uh, our particular impasse as human beings, the, the sinful, broken uh, human condition, but also knows um, your particular impasses specifically as well. And we hear the message that God and the gift of His Son Jesus has come forth into the world through His cross and through His resurrection has assured us of victory and promised that he would not leave us as orphans, but that he would send the Holy Spirit 
and to be our comforter, to be our counselor, to be our guide, to seek us. And the message goes out to you and to me, the opportunity, the gift to be a new creation by our God who loves us, who seeks us, who knows your particular impasse and reaches down into our lives, into this world, that you and I might be a new creation, that the old might pass away and that the new might come. And it is accomplished not by your striving a little harder um, or doing a little better, um, but by turning to Him uh, who first loves us and first seeks us. And as we say that, let us pray. Father, You know our needs better than we know them ourselves. You know what binds us. You know what um, leads us astray. And Lord, You have reached down into this your creation. You've reached down into our lives in the gift of your Son, Jesus, by the work of your Holy Spirit. This night, in a most specific way, we pray, draw our hearts and our minds to you, that we might lay down our arms, that we might quit our striving, that we might receive the fullness of you, and that we might be made into that new creation. This we ask, Lord, and this we give thanks for, not uh, through our merits, but through your mercies made available to us in Jesus, your Son. Amen.